Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Scouting God podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the merit best books that Scouting has to offer. In this episode, we're going to be reading Citizenships in the Nation. If you have any questions or suggestions about the podcast, please email me at the scoutinggodpodcast at gmail.com. Now, let's begin. The requirements for this merit badge are as followed. 1. Explain what citizenship in the nation means to you and what it takes to be a good citizen of this country. Discuss the rights, duties, and obligations of a responsible and active American citizen. 2. Do two of the following. Visit a place that is listed as a National Historic Landmark or that is on the National Ranger of Historic Places. Tell your counselor what you have learned about this landmark or site and what you found interesting about it. Tell your state capitol building or U.S. capitol. Tell your counselor what you learned about the capitol, its function, and its history. Tour a federal facility. Explain to your counselor what you saw there and what you learned about its function in the local community and how it serves this nation. Choose a national monument that interests you using books, brochures, the internet, with your parents' permission, of course, and other resources. Find out more about this monument. Tell your counselor what you learned and explain what monument is important to this country's citizens. 3. Watch the national evening news five days in a row or read the front pages of a major daily newspaper for five days in a row. Discuss the national issues you learned about with your counselor. Choose one of the issues and explain how it affects you and your family. 4. Discuss each of the following documents with your counselor. Tell how you feel life in the united states might be different without each one then choose one document and explain how it impacts you and your family a declaration of independence b preamble to the constitution c the constitution d bill of rights e e amendments to the constitution five list the six functions of government as noted in your preamble to the constitution discuss with your counselor how these functions affect your family and local economy with your counselor's approval, choose a five-minute national historical importance. Find out about who the author is and tell your counselor about the person who gave the speech. Explain the importance of the speech at the time it was given and tell how it applies to American citizens today. Choose a sentence or two from the speech that has a significant meaning to you and tell your counselor why. 7. Name the three branches of our federal government and explain to your counselor their functions. Explain how citizens can be involved in each branch. Explain the importance of our checks and balances system. Describe how each branch checks and balances the other. Name your two senators and a member of Congress from your congregational district. Write a letter about a national issue and send it to one of the elected officials, sharing your view with him or her, showing your letter to your counselor, along with any response you may have received. What the fighting was all about. American certainly has changed since immigrants first settled here. Yet, the government, the communists established in the late 1700s, has remained intact because people believed in the basic concepts of American democracy, the fundamental value and dignity of every individual, the rights to equality before the law without regard to the individual's social status, the belief in majority rule and minority rights, the need for compromise, the understanding that there are no limitations to the federal government powers, the states and the people have more authority. As long as citizens continue to value these concepts, our government will exist. 
But if citizens become complacent and take their rights and freedoms for granted, then our rights will be endangered. Under other forms of government, people are told how to live and what to believe. In our representative republic, U.S. citizens enjoy freedom and govern themselves through elected representatives. But to experience the full expression of individual freedoms, each citizen must govern himself so that his own behavior does not interfere with the freedoms of others. Active citizens are aware of and grateful for their liberties and rights. They participate in their governments by voting in elections, attending public hearings, serving on juries, and paying taxes. They protect freedom, help defend our country, and stand up for individual rights on behalf of all citizens. Like the people who fought for independence, good citizens today are patriots. As you fulfill the requirements for this merit badge, think about what you can do for your country. The Foundation of American Democracy Most colonists brought with them to America the expectations that they would have at least as many rights as they had in their own country. For centuries in England, Brits subjects, first the privileged classes, and then all people, had been protected from the abortuary, random acts of the monarch. In 1215, English barons, tired of the crown's heavy-handed tactics, forced King John to sign the Magna Carta to establish that the power of the monarchy was not absolute. It set forth certain basic rights, such as trial by jury and duty processes of the law, acted out fairly in accordance to established rules, and protected people from the monarch taking any life, liberty, or property as at will. In the 1600s, the English Parliament, a representative legislative body, insisted that the reigning monarch sign to the Petition of Right and the English Bill of Rights. These documents prevented further abuses by limiting the power of the king and queen. For example, they could no longer imprison or punish any person except by the legal judgment of his peers or by law impose mutual laws or have a standing army during peacetime without the consent of parliament, demand that the homeowners allow the king's troops in their home without their owner's permission, make individuals pay taxes without the common consent of parliament, suspend or execute laws without the consent of parliament, Pro prosecute anyone from petitioning or making a formal written request to the king, Although the new American colonists owned allegiance to the British monarch, they believed that a government across the Atlantic Ocean should not middle in their local affairs. Property owners voted to directly in town hall meetings. They elected representatives to their assemble or gatherings to pass laws and levy taxes. No wonder they bristled when King George III tried to tighten his control over the 13 colonies. He imposed new taxes, restricted trade, and insisted that the British troops sustained in the colony should be allowed to stay in private homes. The colonists restated the British by refusing to purchase English products, by refusing to pay certain taxes, and by throwing tea overboard in the Boston Harbor. In response, King George III further restricted the colonists' rights by enacting what were called the Intolerable Acts. The colonists had to make a choice, submit to the king's authority as British subjects, or revolt. Colonists organized into the First Continental Congress, a convention of declares of resistance to the Intolerable Acts, Declaration of Independence. Representatives from the 13 colonies formed the Second Continental Congress and asked the statement Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, 
Benjamin Franklin, Robert R. Livingston, and Roger Sherman to write a statement of independence. Led by Jefferson, the committee drew on popular politics and social theories, partially the ideas of English philosopher John Locke and French philosopher Jean Jacobs, Rashihu, in the social context. Rashihu stated that people are basically good, and the government should run according to the will of the majority. Locke's two testifying of government explained that people are born with natural rights, life, liberty, poverty, that they form states or governments to protect those rights. In Jefferson's draft, the Declaration assessed the right of the people to dissolve the political bonds that have connected them with another and choose their own government. After much argument and compromise, the Second Constitutional Congress, adopted by the final version of the Declaration of Independence on July 4, 1776. The Declaration of Independence is the United States of America's birth certificate, but the truths described refer to all men, not just Americans. This document had a profound impact on the French Revolution and its results in South America. Today, the Declaration continues to inspire the fight for freedom around the world. Constitution. People depend on government to assure freedom and order, but recognize it as a possible source of harm and oppression. The Founding Fathers wanted to establish a strong central authority, but limits its ability to abuse power. Their first attempt at forming government was a confederation of states. The Articles of Confederation granted independence to each state and gave little authority to the central government. Under this confederation, each state minded its own money and regarded its own trade. This caused confusion and an economic slump in the United States in 1786. Thousands of farmers in western Massachusetts, led by Daniel Shays, attempted to prevent the courts from foreclosing mortgages on their farms. The central government could not deal with the uprising and the country's economic problems. So, the states called for constitution to review the Articles of the Confederation. Delegates at the Convention realized the weakness of the document. Each state only had one vote, regardless of its size and population. Congress had no power to collect taxes and duties. Congress had no power to regulate and state and foreign commitments. There were no provisions for a national court system. An immediate could not be ratified, approved, only with the consent of all states. A 913 majority was required to enact a law. The Articles were, at best, a firm league of friendship among the states. A majority of the representatives at the conservation denied that the problems of the Republic could be addressed by only forming a new government and writing a new constitution. The Federalists, led by James Madison and Alexander Hamilton, favored a strong central government and supported ratification of a constitution. The Anti-Federalist, led by Patrick Henry and John Hancock, objected to ratification, mainly because they feared the central government would become too powerful and the Constitution did not include a Bill of Rights. After much compromise and debate, a U.S. Constitution was ratified based on the following principles. Popular sovereignty. The people have supreme court power. They establish the government, which is subject to the will of the people. Limited government. The government made do only what the people have empowered it to do. Separation of powers. The responsibilities of the government are divided among the executive, legislative, and judicial branches. Checks and balances. 
Each branch of government has the authority and responsibility to check or restrain the power of the other's two branches. This balance prevents the misuse of power by any one branch. Judicial Review Since 1803, it has been established by the federal courts have the power to review the acts of executive and legislative branches. If the court decides that an act or law violates a provision of the Constitution, it can nullify or cancel the act. Federalism. Power is shared between natural and local governments. This system ensures that the national government is powerful enough to be effective, but that some powers or functions are reserved to the states and the citizens themselves. Preamble to the Constitution. The preamble is the introduction to the Constitution. Only one sentence long, the preamble states, The sixth reason for the creating of the document that embodies the basic principles and laws of the United States The preamble clearly affirms that the people, not the states, not the central government, have the sovereign, supreme, and absolute authority to entertain or establish the Constitution as the supreme law of the land. The people's limitation is to strengthen the economy by unifying the states, enact and apply laws that threat all citizens responsibly, fairly, and impartially. Maintain order to ensure peace on home soil. Make sure that the country is prepared to defend itself from its enemies. Provide services. And make efforts to improve the quality of life for all citizens. Preserve and protect the rights and liberties of Americans. And to pass those freedoms on to future generations. Articles. The seven articles of the Constitution lay the foundation for the United States system of government. They established three separate and distinct branches of government, defined the relationships of the states between themselves and with the federal government, described the procedures for the amendment, state that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and explain how the Constitution will be ratified. Article 1 establishes the Congress, the legislative or lawmaking branch of the government, that consists of the Senate and the House of Representatives. This article explains the power and limits of the legislature, the qualifications for office, and the methods of electing representatives. It also places some restrictions on the state governments. Article 2 establishes the executive branch of government and the offices of the president and vice president. This article explains the powers, duties, and limits of the president and the qualifications and methods of electing the president and vice president. Article 3 establishes the judicial branch of government and the Supreme Court. This article also gives Congress the power to establish other inferior courts. This article explains the judicial power of the federal courts. Article 5, adopted most, almost exactly from the Articles of Confederation, describes the relationships of the states must have with one another, the relationships between the federal government and the state government, and the procedure for adding states that led and the territories. 6. Describe the details of the procedures for amending or making formal changes to the Constitution. Article 7 states that the Constitution and all subsequent federal laws are the supreme land of the law of the land. This article requires all state judges to follow the Constitution, even if the state law or Constitution contradicts it and requires all legislative, judicial, and executive offices of the federal and state governments to swear under the oath or protection of the Constitution. Article 7 explains how the Constitution shall be ratified or approved by the states in order for it to be established. Bill of Rights The first ten amendments to the Constitution are called the Bill of Rights. 
These amendments, which guarantee individual rights and freedoms, were added to the Constitution less than three years after it became effective. James Madison drafted the Bill of Rights, borrowing key points from the Magna Carta. These amendments do not give us new liberties. They protect the liberties that we already have. The First Amendment is perhaps the most well-known. It protects freedoms of religion, speech, the press, and grants citizens the rights to peacefully assemble and to petition the government. The Second Amendment is one of the most controversial to the, of the Ten Amendments. It asserts that every state has a right to well-regarded milita and as the right of the people to have and carry weapons. The Third Amendment protects citizens from being forced to take soldiers into their homes to feed and board them. The exemption of this is in wartime, if Congress enacts a law requiring the citizens to do so. The Fourth Amendment prohibits the unresponsible search and seizures of people, their houses, papers, and private property. In most cases, search and seizures and arrests require a warrant issued by a judge. The Fifth Amendment describes the rise of a citizen in criminal cases. A person may not stand trial for a serious crime punishable by death or imprisonment unless the grand jury decides it is enough evidence against the individual to bring that person to trial. A citizen may not be tried twice for the same offense. This is called a double jeopardy and may not be forced to testify against himself or herself. This amendment also states that no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without the due process of law or fair and legal procedures. <clears throat> the last proven deals with inhuman domain or the government's power to take private property for public use. It prevents the government from taking the property without paying the owner a fair price. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the right to a fair trial. A person charged with a crime must have a speedy and public trial heard by an impartial jury. The defendant has the right to hold charges against him or her, be confronted by the accuser, be allowed to introduce witnesses for him or herself, and have the benefit of legal counsel. The Seventh Amendment guarantees the right to a trial by jury in civil cases where the dispute amount exceeds $20. Either party in the suit may ask for a jury trial. The Eighth Amendment prohibits courts from imposing executive bails and fines. It also forbids the use of cruel and unusual punishments. The Ninth Amendment makes it clear that the rights mentioned in the first eight amendments include certain, but not all, rights of the citizens. It states that the people retain any rights not specifically listed in the Constitution. The Tenth Amendment asserts that the state and the people retain these powers not delegated to the federal government by the Constitution. In all, in all of world's history, the Bill of Rights is one of the greatest documents in the protecting individual rights. It has provoked protested rallies, legal challenges, even riots, as Americans interpreted and defended their rights. Some of the most hotly debated subjects include gun control, abortion rights, school prayer, censorship, and the teaching of the theory of evolution. No matter where you stand on these issues, the First Amendment guarantees that you can voice your opinion. 
Amendments to the Constitution. The Constitution is a flexible document that adapts to the changes and needs of American society. Since the Bill of Rights was adopted, the Constitution has been amended 17 times. The 11th Amendment, 1795, prohibits a citizen of one state or a citizen of another country from suing another state in federal court. However, a citizen may file a suit in federal court against the state authorities for depriving that person of constitutional rights. The 12th Amendment, made in 1804, requires members of the Electoral College to cast two separate ballots, one for president and one for vice president. The 13th Amendment, made in 1865, abolished slavery in the United States and in terrorists under its jurisdiction. The 14th Amendment, in, made in 1868, declares that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and under its authorities are citizens of the United States and in the states in which they all live. The intention of this amendment, known as the Civil Rights Amendment, was to give citizenships to former slaves. The amendment also forbids citizen states to pass and enforce laws depriving people of their privileges as citizens. It prohibits states from denying people equal protection of their laws from depriving a person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. The 15th Amendment, made in 1870, prohibits the U.S. government and the states from denying any citizens the right to vote on account of race, color, or having been a slave. The amendment also asserts that the states must extend to the citizens within their jurisdiction all to the press, sections of guaranteed and the Bill of Rights. The 16th Amendment, made in 1913, grants Congress the right to levy an income tax without regard to each state's population. The 17th Amendment, made in 1913, gives the people of the states the power to elect their senators. This amendment represented those parts of the Article I relating to the election of the U.S. Senators by state legislators. The 18th Amendment, made in 1919, known as the Prohibition Amendment, prohibits the manufacture, sales, transportation of the alcoholic beverages in the United States. The 19th Amendment, made in 1920, also known as the Susan B. Anthony Amendment, prohibits the U.S. government and the states from denying any woman the right to vote. The 20th Amendment, made in 1933, often called the Lame Duck Amendment, changes the dates that newly elected presidents and members of Congress can take office, moving the inaugurations closer to the day of the elections, January 20th for the president, January 3rd for Congress. The 21st Amendment, made in 1933, repealed the, in the 18th Amendment, or Prohibition Amendment, in its entirety. The 22nd Amendment, made in 1951, limits a president's term of office at two terms. It also limits the terms of the office of a president who has served in more than two years of another term to one elected term. The 23rd Amendment, made in 1961, grants the residents of the District of Columbia the right to vote in presidential elections. The 24th Amendment, made in 1964, prohibits the U.S. government and states from denying citizens the right to vote in federal elections for failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. The 25th Amendment, made in 1967, establishes the order of succession to the presidency if the president or vice president leaves the office. It also provides the U.S. vice president to succeed in the presidency if the president becomes disabled and it deals how presidential disability is determined. 
The 26th Amendment, made in 1971, grants the right to vote to citizens 18 years of age and older. The 27th Amendment, made in 1992, bans mid-term Congress on no pay raises. The Constitution expands with each amendment, as if it is breathing and growing with people. The great document has guided the United States through wars, racial strife, bigotry, and intolerance, and the unforeseen challenges of a diverse and modern society. Ongoing, unresolved, and new issues continue to shape the Constitution. Proposal amendments to balance the budget, prohibit abortions, permit prayer in public schools, set term limits for members of Congress, prohibiting flag burning, and eliminate the Electoral College, will live for and die according to the wishes of the people. Supreme Court Justice William J. Burnin, Jr., served 1956-90, said, The genius of the Constitution rests not only in static meaning it may have on, on the world at that dead and gone, but the adaptability of the great principles to cope in current problems and the present needs. Thank you for listening to part one of Citizenship in the Nation Merit Badge book reading.